Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, urges us to set our sights on God's plan. Too often, we find ourselves clinging to the past and making idols out of memories. We must let go of yesterday and trust God as He leads us forward. 1 Corinthians 13, 9-10 For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. And we bless His word. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. yes. Are you guys ready to go somewhere new? Or are you happy and settled and satisfied with where you are? No. Do you think that you are, you are walking in all the promises and all the words over this church and over your life and your family and your destiny, God? No. I bless us because we need to be willing to let go of yesterday to reach into the new. This thing is about a walk with God. And a walk with God is always you go from one place to another. The problem is that always the last place becomes an idol. Becomes a limitation. Becomes a a comfort zone for us. This is the history of the, 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 the restoration of the church. You take a step in the restoration, then, you know, you have gifts and you have experiences and you have a a way of worship, a way of bringing the word, a way of doing church. And then you become settled like there. And you say, hey, this is a good place. Let's just stay here. We are not at the end of our walk with God. Right? Do you agree with me? We're not walking in everything. That we are, we are supposed to be walking. I mean, it says that the glory of the latter house will be greater. And when I read the book of Acts, and what was happening in the early church, I cannot say that we are already walking in a greater glory than the former house. But the problem again is that I have to be willing to let everything that I know behind and adventure into something that I have no idea what it will be. It's so much easier to come every Sunday morning and do the same thing. Right? But what if God is asking us to do something different? We talk about forever about the church age and the the kingdom and entering the kingdom. But, am I willing to let go of everything that I know? Okay. Are you guys with me? or? Okay, so, Genesis 12, 1. And the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, 
to the land which I will show you. And we, we refer to Abraham as our father, right, in the faith. Why? Because he was willing to let go of everything and go into something that he had no idea what to do. It's interesting, because according to the tradition, Abram's father and family, they had a good business. Very prosperous business. They were idol makers. Or idol merchants. They would negotiate. They would sell idols. And when God came and made a covenant with Abraham, Abraham did not make an idol. He built an altar. I'm going to worship. But we are not going to be limiting God to one way of him revealing himself to us. It's interesting because we have a revelation of the Lord. But I cannot say that we have a whole complete revelation. Do you? John 4, 22 to 24. You worship what you do not know. At least we, we know in part. We prophesy in part. 1 Corinthians 13. Over and over. You know, Paul talks about that. Leave everything behind and press on to know. Press on to know. We do not know yet. As we should know. But an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Lord, we want to know you. But the problem is that we, we are kind of like, like Abraham's family. We're idol makers. <laughs> Everything becomes an idol. You know, the way that, you know, that person treated me or spoke to me becomes an idol. The way that we relate, the way that we worship, the way that we approach the Lord, the Word, everything is so easily turned into a pattern. And then we are conditioned by that. But in in a walk with God, for us to take the next step, we have to be willing to leave the idols behind. Leave everything that you know behind. And that's what Abraham did, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 9 and 10, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. The problem is that the partial always ends up becoming a religion. Becomes a comfort zone. Becomes an idol. Lord, help us to break bonds. Help us to break bonds with the the images. 
and the appearings and the ways that you manifested yourself in our lives that were miraculous, were amazing, amazing meetings with God, amazing revelations, amazing words, amazing worship services, right? But all of that can become the, the chain that holds us back from taking the next step in our walk with God. We do not know where God is leading us. We do not know how we're going to serve him, how we're going to worship him. That's how Moses responded to Pharaoh. You know, we cannot... No, we do not know what's going to happen, what he's going to require of us. But we have to be willing to take the next step. But to take this next step, we have to have a, a operation demolish your idols. <laughs> demolish the things and the ways of thinking and relating about everything. And say, Lord, everything has to be done new, be made new in our lives. Uh, let me go to John 3.16 here. It's always good to go back to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already. Lord, we do not put our walls up to receive your, your love. In one way, you know, we, we judge ourselves and we limit ourselves and we, we cast in stone the way that we think we are and we limit ourselves. In one sense, we are judging ourselves, right? And he's saying, I, I do not come to judge you. I, I came to draw you, to love you, to set you free. But in so many ways, we, we end up limiting ourselves. You know, even by, by God's discipline of yesterday, we end up becoming conditioned. I'm going to tell this story of Jacob. So Jacob is Abraham's grandson, right? So Abraham left his family. Then he sent his servant to go find a wife for Isaac, his son. And then Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Jacob did his thing, and he had to run away for his life. And then his mother, Rebecca, told him, run for your life and go to my father's house. And there goes Jacob back to the idol company. 
And there he meets this guy, Laban, and has two beautiful daughters. And then he negotiates, right? I want to marry your daughter, younger one. And then he works seven years. And then Laban, you know, the CEO of Idol, or us, gives the, older, the oldest daughter. And then Jacob has to work another seven years, and then another six years. It was a lot of love. And I think it, it, has, it goes back to John 3.16. God loves you so much that he's saying, you know what, I'm going to give everything to get you. I want you. I give my life to marry you, to have you, to bring you to me. And then that's what happened, right? Let's go Genesis 29, 16. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah... Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful, a formant face. Now Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than to give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed to him but a few days because of his love for her. He did not count the cost of serving and working for seven years because he loved her so much. But then the time came that Jacob decided to go back to his father's house, right? To Isaac. And he had to meet with his brother Esau. And then, look at this. This is really interesting. When the time came to leave, Jacob said, Genesis 35, verse 2. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods which are among you, and purify yourselves and change your garments. He's saying, we're getting ready for this next step. We're leaving everything behind. He, by this time, he had gathered herds, two wives, a bunch of kids, right? He became Israel. He became the father of the 12 tribes. But he's saying again here, let's leave, but do not bring your idols with you. Do not bring your gods. Do not bring your experiences of the past. Purify yourselves and change your garments. I love that. I think that that's what the Lord is speaking to us today. Leave everything. Forget your idols. Forget the ways that God met you in the past. Take a good shower. Purify yourself. You know, it's like a baptism. You know, 
go immerse yourself in the water and say, Lord, I want you to wash me, purify me, wash away the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, allow me to have a forgiveness. Allow me to break the bonds, the conditionings, the memories. Are you like that, that, you know, you hear a song and it takes you back 20 years and you go the same atmosphere and you have, oh my God, I remember that day I was so mad. That person did this to me and then you connect everything and it all comes back. I hate that. Because it's like idols. It's like an idol that you, I serve. And then you hear somebody's name and then you remember this other person that you met 30 years ago. And brings all the memories. Don't you wish you could erase all of that? I think it is possible, but we need to ask him. And we need to be willing to break bonds, and we need to be willing to forgive. Because even the areas that we have a hard time forgiving, they're like idols that you serve. And you're limited. You cannot move forward if you do not demolish those idols. Here, verse 3. And let us arise and go up to Bethel. What is Bethel? Bait, house, El, God. Let's go to the house of one God. Not many gods. Not a lot of idols. But let's go serve one God. That His name is, I am what I am, I will be what I will be. You will never be able to pin me down. You will never be able to create a, a, a carving or a mold to describe who I am. Because I'm always going to be more and above and beyond what you can ask or think. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which they had and the rings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was near Shechem. So, are you guys painting the picture here? Jacob was ready to get all his family, belongings, everything, and go back to Canaan. And then he had to leave all the idols, all the rings, all the, the things of the idolatry behind. But it is interesting because Rachel could not break the bonds. 
And she brought some idols with her. Then, it's, you know, it's a long story. I'm not going to go back and read, but you can find this there in Genesis. You know, and then Laban, when they leave, Laban goes back to the tent and finds out that a lot of idols are missing. He chases Jake, Jacob, almost kills Jacob. A big, you know, drama. And then he searches all the tents and everything. He cannot find any of the idols. Then when he comes to the camel or whatever, you know, the, the saddle where Rachel was sitting, she said, I cannot move because, you know, I am in those days. I'm in pain, whatever. So, okay, fine. But she was hiding idols. And then finally Laban gives up. Okay, okay, sorry, my fault. I don't know what happened. The idols are not here. But after that, she goes into labor for her second son. The first one was Joseph. The second is Benjamin. And she dies in labor. And she names him Ben Omi, something like that, saying, the son of my bitterness. Because she was bitter on the way. Even after being loved by Jacob, she could not receive his love for her. And then she held on to idols and she died on the way. This is a message by John Robert Stevens that I always go back to. Because one of the things that we need to do to move into this new day is to be able to receive the love of God. John 3.16 You know, seven years were like a few days for Jacob because he loved her so much. And the father, as much as he loves the son, and the son loves the father, going to the cross for you and me was not too much because his love is greater than that. But John Stephen says, many people like Rachel seem to die in the way, just short of inheriting the blessing and the promise. They live, their lives are filled with labor and with miscarriage, and they are not able to bring forth what they really want to achieve. Rachel never shared the wonders of Jacob's inheritance, though Jacob loved her much more than he loved Leah. Why did Rachel fall short and die in the way? Perhaps she forgot the great price with which she had been bought. She may have forgotten how dearly Jacob loved her and had labored for her. We too sometimes forget. What would have happened if Rachel had honored Jacob 
and served his God with him with all her heart. If she had remembered how much he loved God and how much he loved her. But Rachel clung to her idols instead. And that was the secret of her downfall. I bless this for us because, Lord, I want to thank you for the door that you are opening. I really feel like there is a, a, a new door of a freedom opening up for each one of us. The Lord's ready to do something new and pour out His Spirit and, and bring a whole new level of His anointing and His presence, the Word, the worship. I think we have no idea. I think that we have no idea how our worship is going to change, how our services are going to change, how the anointing and everything can change. But I have to be willing to get rid of the idols. I have to be willing to let go and say, Lord, I'm not going to be bitter about the past. I'm not going to be angry and, and die in the way and not receive your love, not receive your sacrifice, not receive everything that you have already made available for us. But because of her hardness of heart, she could not receive Jacob's love for her. And then that was her problem. Lord, help us. We ask you. If anybody lacks anything, lacks wisdom, ask. And I think that it is a time to ask the Lord. It's a time to pray. It's a time to really seek the Lord that he may be found. He wants to be found. He wants to be worshipped and known and related to. You know, but he's not going to put up with other idols. He's a jealous God. Anything that becomes a competition to our focus, our attention, or worship is an idol. And those idols are the things that hold us back and keep us from receiving his love for us. I bless this for us. Really bless you with the encouragement that there is a, a open door. Yes. You know, and where things did not work before and where we tried things in the past and we tried to walk in newness of life, in the, in the relationships and everything, all we need to do is open up to receive his love and be the channel of his love to others. Yes. And I bless that for us in the name of the Lord. You guys want to stand up? Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.